Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 282, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We're here live in the color. Get funky like a monkey. If you will, 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 ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's uh, let's have some fun. Uh, without further ado, we uh, we got uh, Vince Russo that's going to be joining us here shortly. Uh, but well, let's uh, let's get in, let's get right into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, the co-host under the mat radio, Evan Tech. How are you tonight, sir? I'm here, brother. Fighting like a monkey on the mothership. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we live on another ship. The bully bully, the treat the grass, and the, the, the dusty rose. The bully bully right. would say. I like, I can say like dusty. I can say like dusty and look at you all day long. <laughs> Talk like dusty, a little bit of dusty, a little bit of book of tea, dog. And in his business, you know, uh, it's using his noodle in his business in Michael Cole. You know, <laughs> random, 
random thing that is so obvious. Oh, shucky ducky, quack, quack. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, Brandon just has him in a headlock, stitching it tight. Like, we can see that book of things. Got yeah, a little book though. Uh, books are good people to me. Him and Steve, right? Yeah, I'm a bit. I, I I'll, I'll tell you what, man. I love Booker T's commentary because it's it's different, man. It's 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 not the same commentary that you get, you know, all the time. You know what I mean? That's and, and that's the biggest thing with with Booker T's commentary, as far as my view on it. You know, it's it's one of those things that you know, like it. Whatever you feel about it, it's different. It's not the same, you know. And it's like it's it, it's a different type of feel, you know, for for Booker T. I mean, for Booker T to be on there, um, you know, we got by we have Byron Saxton. It was just a cookie cutter, you know, type of feel, um, you know. And I, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I wasn't just I wasn't a big fan, you know, uh, of just that cookie cutter, yeah. Um, and you know, type of type Delivery. of feel, and you know, and, and and I think he definitely uh, gives it a gives it a different feel to it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you got to have something different. I mean, not, nothing against Cole, nothing against Corey Graves. That is like that is going to be so off the wall. Yeah, I mean, you got to get something different. It's the model what like him. Even um, my buddy, Mama Mia. <laughs> and, and it's the way he yells things out too. It's like, oh, well, what a shape like. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, so much emphasis on like the smallest things, but that's what it is. It's, it's, uh, I, I love uh, off the wall commentaries like Don West, like, the pay like, the pay like, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> All he did was an apple, but Don West would hype it up like it was a tennis move. That's yeah. like that. Um, that is Mike or. Even um, I was gonna say Justin Roberts. Uh, uh what's the guys? Um, uh, Jeremy Borash and um, the other guys he's facing. Global Force. Josh Matthews. Formerly known as, oh. as TNA Al Anthem. When they were kind of Come going on. uh back and forth, you know, just little stuff like that. I I I like you. I don't like the cookie cutter, yeah. reading dialogue or teleprompter type style. You gotta have someone. Of course, you gotta have this whole. You gotta have Michael Cole, who's been there forever. So you gotta have someone to be the straight man. You get there. Right. You gotta have. You gotta have color, color. Somebody that's just different. I mean, Punk. Not the biggest Punk fan, but I mean, Punk did a good job of commentary. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. Got to give credit where <clears throat> credit is due. CM Punk was uh, certainly a. Uh, he was. A, he was a good commentator. I gotta give it to him. Miz was actually pretty decent too. Um, yeah, when he was on there, and Alex Riley, when he, you know, when he was in NXT, I think he did pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they. I, mean, I, know, I know that Riley wanted to. I know that Riley wanted to, you know, wrestle, but you know, I, I would have stayed as a commentator until I until they had um, something, you know. So, uh, Javier, what's up, San? Some of calling from San Antonio, so. Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, let's get to the headlines before we get Vince Russo on here. Here we go. All right, so speculation of why Baron Corbin's 
push was halted. Uh, there were some talks as far as just Russell Observer and uh, Dave Meltzer was talking about live audio wrestling as far as uh, just wars and the, the backstage heat that he had with uh, with, with the wrestlers, uh, you know, his Twitter wars with the fans. You know, here's my deal with, with Baron Corbin. I like Corbin. Uh, you know, when I was at WrestleMania, I was talking to someone that was next to me, and I was explaining that the reason why I like Baron Corbin, someone like Baron Corbin, is because he is a good heel. He he's so good of uh, of who he is. Like he's he's so good. He's he's so bad that he's likable to me. Uh, not because I like want him to win per se or want him to win so many matches. It's because he plays his character so well. Uh, and I think that uh, you know that's that's my biggest thing with Corbin. And the thing is, it's like if he. He he plays a heel. He plays a real good heel on Twitter, uh, and he and he. You know, those are the things that he does. He 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 plays those positions. He plays those things on Twitter. Uh, you know, of course, he got into it with an art with a with a military vet, which uh, he later apologized. But you know, that's that's a part of his deal. He 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 lives his character. Um, I've got Syracuse in the building. Um, I guess I guess people in the wrestle zone is uh given is given shout outs of their city and state, so uh keep it going. I'll I'll be like a Shane McMahon uh and get that uh quick pop. What's up, Des Moines, Iowa? <laughs> so uh keep keep uh giving your shout outs uh oh, as we as we Des Moines, Iowa reference. What about, yeah, what about Des Moines, yeah. Texas, Des Moines, Iowa? You know, yeah, guy, Seth Rollins is from Davenport. So, what's yeah. up from Columbus, Ohio? Hey, that's where I live. Yeah, that, well, that's cheap, cheap pop song. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Foley. The best city and state in the nation, ladies and gentlemen, Columbus. Uh, I Ohio. disagree, brother. Ah. I disagree. You know. Yeah, you, you might know, disagree. Bro, 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 <laughs> nah, you might disagree, <laughs> but it doesn't matter where you're from. <laughs> uh, uh, I got you're Brad not saying, from Cleveland, uh, so yeah, I give you that. You're from I like yeah. Columbus, uh, Cleveland. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got we got Clearwater, prayer. Clearwater, Florida. Uh, keep giving keep giving the shout outs out. We got uh, we got the entire globe to the the pancakes and power slam show right now. All right, Definitely so yeah, Baron Corbin's look. Um, you know, it, it, that's that's the thing. You know, with with Corbin, um, uh, and, and you know, and, and I like him. You know, a lot of people saying, you know, got a comment here on Russell's own saying uh, the Russell's on Facebook Live saying that his look was boring. He his look wasn't. Um, it wasn't the best look, uh, as far as just like, like a larger than life type of monster heel but he played that real smug type of look and uh uh and we got uh, Corbin's new interest uh uh we got a lot uh, mid village queens good good stuff um got a comment saying uh, Corbin's new look is uh new interest music is better now I agree uh his his whole entrance Period is 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 better. So there there happens. They're happening to see something. They're they're giving some type of um, push, kind of. But it seemed like that world title push just kind of just kind of halted, and it just wasn't no good. 
Well, I, I'm kind of indifferent with the things. I, I, I like the first scene, but I kind of like, yeah I, yeah, I could go either way. I did like his original thing. Um, yeah, I, I did, did like, I do like his new thing, too. Uh, but, and then I kind of like the city going to black, like the, the yeah, I like that too. he originally had. I yep. used to like that, because it's, Nothing, yep. nothing is wrong with what he has now. I just think the whole fate of that whole city just goes into darkness. I think that was more effective. Me being having a, one of my degrees in art, I kind of look at those, those subtleties. But uh, if they're the need, give you theme music and give you graphics now and graphics and all of this, and they got to be something behind you. So I like the look. It look, this looks unique, kind of like post-apocalyptic slash Biker slash yeah. like the Warriors, Mad Max kind of Walking Dead or V Nation. He kind of has his own fusion of a look where he just looks totally different from anybody in WWE, which mm-hmm. you can't say now because everybody kind of looks sticky cutter. And uh, shout out to uh, me to put on our uh, what we call the player list here. You know those that who we haven't seen in a while. We saw Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, his 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 career definitely needs prayer because he's this uh man. Yeah, came back on SmackDown just to cut just the most randomest, ridiculous promo. Yeah, promo. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, I got some comments here. Uh, Number to call. Uh, We we will do we, we. we will be doing call-ins tonight. Uh, open some some time. Uh, give us about half an hour. Uh, got Russo coming on the show here in a bit, um, and after that, we're going to do a little bit more, and uh, and then after that. So there's there's some talks. It's saying a big cast is out for a year. Got to get that verified. That's crazy. Um, got a comment asking when am I coming to San Antonio? You know, that's I'm glad that you asked that, uh, uh, Javier. Um, I definitely want to start taking a show on the road. Um, we've been doing the show for almost five and a half years now. Um, some great, 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 great um, episodes, great interviews uh, every week, and just uh, some fantastic support as what's going on right now. Uh, so that's great. Um, so yeah, yeah. Keep just just keep viewing the show, and uh, we'll we'll get you on that for sure. Uh, John says torn ACL meniscus, so he's out for a year. Man, oh man, cast, cast, cast. That was the uh, he got bit by the he got bit, ladies and gentlemen. He got bit by the injury bug. That's uh, that's unfortunate. If those sources are are valid. Um, I, I'm not on the site right now. I'm 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 live on Facebook. Uh so man, that's uh that's really tough. Uh speaking of injury, uh Daniel Bryan was just recently on the ENC podcast and he was talking about how you know he he still wants to be an in ring performer. Uh he had like oh, yeah. uh he was supposed to be having like hundred and twenty tests through this uh through this uh doctor that he's working with and then um he said he has like 80 more tests left and then, you know, the test will make him seem like he never had any type of impact at all, uh, which is good. And um, his hope is to get cleared uh, in the next year or so. So, you know, and if the, you know, even Bree said the WWE doesn't clear him, you know, he can go elsewhere. Um, I, <laughs> I just don't see Daniel Bryan 
in Impact. I just I, I don't see it. You know, yeah, we've had that we've we've had that talk before as far as um I got a question, do I think that they're clear, Brian? I don't think so. Um I, 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 I know I don't I don't think so. I think that there's you know, so you know, right now Daniel Bryan unfortunately is as amazing as he is as a competitor, uh he's a liability to WWE from an in ring standpoint. Now he of course he's still an asset from you know, his namesake, his brand, you know, his role as a GM. He's still doing things in WWE that still, you know, counts. Um but I just he's a liability from an in ring standpoint. So I don't think that they'll clear him. And so I don't think that he'll go to impact. Uh I don't think so at all. I think that he'll go to ROH. I don't think that he'll fall over to Japan. Um, Daniel Bryan in New Japan would be fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Daniel Bryan versus – listen. oh, my goodness. Listen to this. Daniel Bryan Bryan versus Kazuchika Okada. Oh, here's my buddy, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, here is my money. Here is my money. Yeah. Um, so that that's I am. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely fantastic. This is um, this is a smart as, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel yeah. isn't going to impact our anthem TNA Global Force. He's going back home to RH. RH, of course, their viewership. Their revenue will go up because Daniel will be coming back home. Do about two tours, like two or three paint degrees there, and then do a couple of stints in Japan. You got yeah. him against Okada. They could do it uh, like him, like Okada on Mega did. They had the uh, three matches, which were great. Brian and Okada could do a three match program. In between that, he could do against Tanahashi, and within that, of course, he can go against Omega. He'll make tons of money that way. Oh yeah. Oh. Daniel Bryan against Kenny Omega too would be fantastic. I got a question here from WrestleZone um, Facebook Live here. It says, uh, does Daniel Bryan go to New Japan and join the Bullet Club? No, 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 no. No, 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 Better chance to go to Global Force. Absolutely no. I cannot say no to any. I can not say no many times. As a matter of fact, this that 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 gets this right here. Absolutely no, Daniel Bryan does not go to the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club is <laughs> and and then okay, okay, so someone someone asks why not? And and here's the thing, he doesn't go to the Bullet Club because he doesn't need the Bullet Club. Get a bit oversaturated uh, with the Bullet yeah. Club, you know, and it's one of those okay. things that I think that it helps Cody because kind of Cody kind of needed an identity, especially going away from Stardust. Um, but as far as just, you know, the Young Bucks and, um, you know, Tonga Loa, Tama Tonga, Takahashi, you know, uh, Marty Squirrel, you know, though, 
they're kind of their whole thing in you know their circle um but at the same time it's one of those things like eh, eh, not not so much but let's get this to, let's get this Q&A started ladies and gentlemen Vince Russo on the show how are you tonight sir What's going on fellas how you doing Vinny fantastic doing doing fantastic it's great to have you on the show tonight Thanks a lot, man. I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little wrestled out over the last three days. What yeah. was it? Four, seven, nine hours of wrestling over the last three days. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, what what would you grade all of those hours of wrestling uh, as a whole? If you put them in one big pot, what would you grade it? Hey, bro. I'm telling you, I said it on my show tonight, and I know I'm very critical. You know, from a writing aspect. You know, I mean, I I never. I'm I'm not one to criticize work or anything like that because I'm I'm not a wrestler and I don't think I have the right to criticize work. I think I have the right to criticize writing and creative because I did it for so long. But yeah. with that being said, man, from from last Monday's Raw to SmackDown to this Monday's Raw, I honestly believe I think the WWE is turning a corner. And I mean, yep. I I said that before, but I I I I really believe that now. I don't know what happened. I don't know if a change was made. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Vince McMahon tapped out. I I don't know what happened. Seems to me like they're turning some kind of a corner. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that uh, they're they're turning turning the corner as well. So uh, great assessment. So we got a slew of questions here, uh, ready for you. Um, let's start with your favorite breakfast food. God, I I, I have an omelet. I have a, an omelet for breakfast just about every day. So I, I would say a uh, you know just a healthy omelet. A healthy omelet. What's in the omelet? Usually mushrooms, spinach, cheese, that type of thing. Oh, okay. So that, yeah, that is a healthy omelet. Yeah, <laughs> definitely spinach. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on the WWE main roster today versus NXT? You're not, not you don't watch NXT much, right? I don't watch NXT at all. So like I, I, I couldn't tell you that because I really I'm not. Um, I tried watching it. You know, you know, probably about five or six times. I just wasn't a fan of it, so I, I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what was it that uh, caused you to stop watching? What, what was it that what, what caused the discipline? I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, and you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to get heat from your crowd, but uh, you know, that's fine. I'm just being honest. Uh, the, the crowd was obnoxious. I, mm. I, I I couldn't stand listening to the crowd, and the crowd was so obnoxious that I did not enjoy watching the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, and and there are people that disagree with that, and that's fine. I mean, there are people that love NXT, and that's great. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, to me personally, that crowd just drove me nuts. Yeah. So so so, do you believe that with uh, like the super marquee crowds, like uh, like Brooklyn? Wait, what what's the question? Do you believe like is that the same concept as far as like you know marquee crowds oh, yeah, no, like, again, like again, Brooklyn? Again, this, this this may not be a popular vote, and you know I mean I was never one to you know 
you know, say things to become popular. You know, I mean, I, I'm honest. That whole reception to to Reigns and and um, Cena, you know, I mean, to me, like that's that's embarrassing. I yeah. mean, that that is such a total, total, total disrespect to these guys that are going out there and busting their ass and putting their bodies on the line and making all kinds of sacrifices. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're not cheering, you know, they're not booing them because they're heels. They're booing them because they don't like the way they're booked because they don't, you know, they don't fit the super mark mode. Right. Bowl, I'm sorry. And to me, that is so, so, so disrespectful. And hey, bro, I was born in Brooklyn. So that's, mm-hmm. those are my people, but I'm just, I'm just telling you how I felt watching the show. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those crowds want to put themselves over, and that's the only thing they care about. So uh, yep. that's unfortunate. Yeah, definitely. It is. Yeah. All right, so uh, here's some questions for you. Um, there's a lot. Uh, what's your favorite moment in WCW? Uh, when I, when I, when it went out of business. Went out of business, and I didn't have to work there. And I didn't have to work there anymore. Oh, so you were at WCW to the very end? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. I, you know, that that's the thing with people about, you know, oh, I killed WCW and this and that. I only wrote for WCW for nine months, and Mm -hmm. I was nowhere near WCW like the last three months they were in existence. I had nothing, nothing to do with it. I wasn't there at the end. I didn't, I, I didn't even watch that last show. But that's, that's the shoot, bro. It was, it was my, my, my best moment was when it was over. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, definitely a, it was a huge unfortunate downturn for sure. Uh, do you think Vince? Uh, do you think Hulk Hogan will be, will be back in the WWE? I think he should be, bro. I mean, come on, man. We People make mistakes. I mean, you know, he, he made a mistake. He admitted to making a mistake. He apologized for his mistake. I mean, outside of that, I don't know what else he could do. You know, I'm, 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 I'm a person that I just believe in forgiveness. And, you know, we all screw up and we all make mistakes and we all say things we shouldn't have said. And, you know, I mean, Hulk, Hulk apologized. I think Hulk, you know, paid his penance. But I'm just, you know, I'm just the guy that believes in forgiveness. That's all. Yeah. Who is your favorite wrestler today? Oh, I mean, bro, there are a lot of people. I, 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 don't, I don't like the creative. That's what I don't like. As far as the <laughs> talent goes, there are a lot of people I really, really, really like. You know, I, I guess, you know, like I, I, I always go back to Bray, bro, because, you know, he is one of the guys I, I, I would give anything to be able to write for Bray Wyatt because the guy is so good and the guy is so talented. He should be at Undertaker status right now. But they have dropped the ball with that poor guy so many times. Um, I, I, I just think he is one of the most talented uh, performers, you know, you know, literally over the last 20 years. Would you make him a baby face? Probably not. Probably not. 
but 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 that's the thing, you know. They 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 want to portray him as the scary guy and yeah. you know the eater of souls, and all he does is go out there and lose. So you know, I mean, he loses all credibility because at the end of the day, there's nothing to be afraid of because he doesn't back up what he's saying. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I mean, I he 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 should be a great heel, uh, but it, it has nothing to do with him. It's just the situations they put him in. Yeah, that always puzzles me because since Bray has been there, he's feuded with Taker, Kane, Cena, Orton, Daniel Bryan, Chris Jericho, Randy Orton. And it's like you've, you've got seven world champions right there and, and Hall of Famers, you know, soon to be Hall of Famers. Uh, Cena as well. There's eight. There's eight. So you have eight world champions, eight of the greatest talents in the history of the WWE that he's feuded with since he's been in WWE. And to me, he hasn't elevated hardly any, if any, you know, since he, since he's came, he maybe even went down in stock, you know, in the past few years. So you're right. I mean, I just, I don't see, you know, I, I don't think it's a Bray thing because he does the best that he can, you know, with, with this particular uh, promos, they can, they can get a little spazzed out a little bit, but, you know, I, I think that he, uh, he really li- lives his character. He really hones in his character. But WWE is not necessarily a character-driven, you know, uh, promotion nowadays, which is one of their biggest uh, downfalls. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know, a, a lot of a lot of booking they do is fifty-fifty booking. And oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry, man, you, you're not going to get anybody over with fifty-fifty booking. You're just not. Absolutely not. Uh, I got another bunch of questions here. Uh, got a few of them left. I know you don't have a bunch of time. I know you are tired out and just uh, got finished recording your show not too long ago. Um, how would you pick, uh, book Big Cast to return? So there's some reports that he had a torn uh, uh, meniscus. And he's going to be out for up to a year. So, Oh, man, that's terrible that? news. That, that's yeah. a shame, bro. I mean, it really sure was because – they had him in a good spot. It was it was starting to click. You know, man, you got to give that kid all the credit in the world because he tried to fight through it. And man, you could tell, you oh, know, yeah. just how pissed off and how disappointed he was. That's 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 terrible, terrible, terrible news for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, let's see. There's a there's a bunch of other questions. Uh, how do you feel about Nakamura? Uh, you know, I, 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 I like, see, here's, here's my problem. And it's just because I'm from the old school. I like Nakamura. I'm a fan of Nakamura. Um, he, he, you know, he has charisma out the yin yang. He's colorful. He's entertaining. But, you know, to me, you know, I mean, the guy weighs a little bit over 200 pounds. And, you know, when you start putting him in there with some of the bigger guys, it, it, it just doesn't come off to me as believable. You know, I mean, like, you know, it, I, I always go back to if this were real, because that's how I had a right to show. Like, if this were real, what would legitimately happen? And I mean, I just, I don't, I don't see the guy beating like a John Cena, you know, even though he did the job for him on SmackDown, but I don't legitimately see him beating guys the size of Cena or beating uh, guys the size of Jinder Mahal. I just, 
I, I don't see him in that role, but I mean, as a performer, I think he's really, really entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think they oversaturate him a little bit too much. I think they, t- I think they show us too much of Nakamura. I think that takes away the yeah. mystique of, of him um, yeah. because, you know, uh, wrestling is, 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 it's staged, it's choreographed, it's predetermined. We want to create, I always say this, it's, it, the, the goal is supposed to suspend reality. And that's, uh, right. you know, to, to the fans. And I think once you oversaturate someone, it, it doesn't suspend the reality that much. It takes away the mystique of, of who they are. And if you keep, you know, what was so good about Nakamura and NXT is we saw the entrance and that was choreographic and, and stay and just theatric and people were getting to it. But I think it's one of those things that if you see it so much over and over again, every single but you week, know that, it, you're, you're, it, you're a hundred percent correct, yeah. but that's part of the problem. And that's what, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the smart marks don't understand. When you take away the creative and you take away the backstage vignettes and you take away the character, the only thing they're left to do is wrestle. Right. And when they wrestle every single week, they're not special anymore. They're right. just wrestlers. And that, that's part of the problem. You know, put Nakamura in vignettes, build the guy up, keep him, you know, keep his mystique. But like I said, the fact that they don't creatively do that anymore and the guys just go out and work, well, now now they're just wrestlers. And and I think think that's a huge, huge hole with the Mm -hmm. WWE right now. Absolutely, 100%. Totally agree with you. Uh, so what are your thoughts on, on Lesnar's suplex city gimmick? Shouldn't he be doing more than German suplexes is, uh, what another question is. Well, I don't, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, he's very, very believable. I think that's enough for him to do. But again, I I think they hurt him the way they Mm -hmm. book him. Like, you know, here's a perfect example. You know, Braun Strowman cleans his clock, you know, Monday night on Raw. Well, what happens? For the, for the next two hours and 45 minutes. You know, like, if, if I'm writing that show and I'm trying to protect Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar is going to be looking for a, you know, you know he, he's going to be looking for revenge. He's going to be looking for, for Strowman all night, and you're going to build that story throughout the beginning of the night. I think when you write a show like that, you need a beginning, a middle, and an end. Well, then yeah. they blow that thing off in 10 minutes, and, you know, let Lesnar looks like a wimp because he didn't seek revenge. He didn't go back after Strowman. The story was just over. And that, that's what I mean about, you know, the, the WWE creative holes. You know, as a writer, you have to protect everybody. And yeah. there's, there's just no way that a guy like Lesnar wouldn't went would wouldn't have went looking for Strowman after that first segment. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. You gotta, yeah, the, you gotta, you gotta have like a running story, you know, and that's where that yeah, that, that was that, that was the success of the Attitude Era. You know, we yeah. set the table at the beginning of the show. Something happened in the middle. We blew it off at the end. And you had vignettes and backstage stuff weave that entire 
story through. They just don't yeah. do that anymore. And at cliffhangers as well. Exactly. Cliffhangers are a thing of the past. Yeah, so, uh, sadly. Uh, speaking of that, in that same vein, uh, another question, how does uh, how do you feel about Jinder Mahal being champion? I love him, man. I, I really do. I, I'm a huge fan of his. He he looks the part. He's very passionate in what he does. Um, you know, but he, but he's another guy, man. I I would not book him the way they're booking him. When when a guy looks like him, yeah. he doesn't need little midgets doing his dirty work. And, and and I and I I you know that that's that's Vince McMahon with his old school you know he's a heel so he's got these two little guys you know doing his dirty work so he can cheat and win matches. If Jinder Mahal went out there and beat up people because he can and he looks like he can, the fact that he's a foreigner and he's beating up American after American after American, the guy's going to be a heel. You don't need to do that 1970s nonsense that just doesn't work in 2017. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of the guys. I just think they're booking him like crap. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Those Singh brothers are just, I mean, they've helped just about every single one of his matches. And the ones that they don't help, he lost. You know, like the one, the clean one with, it was just him and Orton without the Singh brothers. And yeah. it was right before SummerSlam, and they had him lose clean against Orton. I'm mean, like, how? Yep. What in the I, I world mean, is that? When, uh, remember when? Uh, remember when Rollins had the two security guys? Remember when he? What, yeah. who, who did he have? J and J security. Um, Jamie Noble and um, J, uh, J, um, Mercury. Joey Mercury. Yeah. Now, now I I can understand. Like, okay, a guy the size of Rollins. Okay. Like that's I didn't like that either, but that's plausible. You know, a guy the size of of of, of Rollins, he's got two other guys. But when you look like Jinder Mahal, you right. don't need that. And and again, that that that's 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 got Vince's name written all over it. He's doing 1970s baby faces and heels, and in his mind, you know, Jinder is a heel, so he's got to cheat to win. And ugh, I, I hate that. Yeah, sadly. I uh, got a couple more questions uh, so we can cap this off here. Uh, what is your favorite uh, WWE or uh, well WWE pay-per-view of all time or show of all time? The one one show. Yep, one show or pay-per-view. Tell you, I still have to go all the way back to WrestleMania three, and that's God. That's so generic, but I don't think. There was ever a match in the history of the WWE more anticipated than than Hogan and Andre. Mm. I, I really don't. I mean, uh, and and I've been there the whole time, uh, and I don't think there was ever more of a, an anticipated match uh, than those two. And I, I think WrestleMania three, that crowd that they had in Detroit, and you know, of course, you got Savage and Steamboat. I uh, man, it's it's hard to top that show. Yeah, but, but I think because the narrative was so strong back then. I mean, just oh, it oh, was yeah. just 
I mean, edge of your seat type of suspense. Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I remember, like, that was probably the only time I had a house full of people mm. watch that on pay-per-view, and everybody was so into it. And I'm not talking about yeah, – I'm talking about regular people. I'm not talking about, you know, Dave Meltzes and Wade Kellers. I'm talking about regular people, kids, women. I mean, everybody was just so into that. It was just it was just done so well. I mean, you know, Hogan ripping I mean Andre ripping that cross off of Hogan's neck. Oh yeah. I mean the whole the whole thing was just done so well. And it was built based on Andre having a fifteen year winning streak. And him getting a, a smaller reward than Hogan. I mean, come on now. I mean, that that's yep. that's narrative at its best, man. And I'm yep, getting absolutely and simple. And simple coming in simple. and manipulating him. Yep. Just perfect. <laughs> absolutely perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, <clears throat> will Jared and Anthem keep uh, Impact and GFW relevant? No. Uh, GFW and TNA, whatever you want to call it, has been freaking dead since the days of Hogan and Bischoff. Mm. Yeah, they're trying their best, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? I don't know if they are trying their best. I'm going to be honest with you because, again, what 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 is what is different about that show? What 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 are they doing that's different? What are they doing that's innovative? What chances are they taking? They're doing the same old, same old stuff we've seen a million times before. They're playing it safe because they're afraid to try new things. So I'll be honest with you, I don't think they are trying their best. They have an audience of about 300,000 people, and they've had that audience for God knows how long. When, when we had TNA, you see, that, that's the thing, too, about Vince Russo. You know how I was a failure everywhere else at the WWE. Meanwhile, we had TNA up to 2 million people a week. That's how many people were watching TNA back in 2010. 2 million people were watching TNA, and now it's down to 300,000. And, and, and again, it, they're not, it's not going to change unless they make a change and if it's going to be the same old same old they're going to draw that same old same old number every single week is that the issue you think that it's the issue with tna and well gfw and wwe is that they play to the house too much i i think they play it safe too much you know the, the attitude era was not safe we we didn't know if people were going to ex, uh, accept it or crap on it we mm-hmm. didn't know but at that time, like, you know, the WWE was in such a bad position that Vince McMahon had nothing to lose. So, you know, he went with it, and he continued to go with it, and he stuck with it. But you'll find out a lot of times in wrestling, what, what they always go back to is, what do they know best? What is the formula that works? Well, yeah. at the end of the day, there's still a television show. And, and, and a formula that might have worked for a television show, you know, in the 80s doesn't necessarily work for a television show in 2017. We, we weren't seeing shows like the Game of Thrones in 1980. Mm-hmm. So, it's, you know, if you don't change with the times 
And if you don't evolve the business and, you know, just everything about it, and it's, you just keep going back to what wrestling has always been, you're just, everybody's passing you by. And, I mean, and, and at the end of the day, there's just better stuff to watch on TV. Why do you bring, why do they bring Cornette back? I have no idea. I mean, you, you'd have to ask Jeff Jarrett that. I mean, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you know, do you want to turn back the clock or do you want to bring wrestling into 2017? I mean, it's, it's really that simple. And that, that's, that's what I mean about, you know, going with the, the, the same familiar faces, going with the same familiar, you know, writing of the show and the same angles and the same baby faces and heels. You know, like I said, TV is just passing the wrestling business by and yeah. that's why you've seen such a fall off from the Attitude Era to, you know, where, where numbers are today. Because, right, you know, there's a niche audience that watches wrestling today. And, yeah. you, know, you know, back 15 years ago, you had the entire world watching. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, we're going to put the cap on the questions. Last question for the night. Uh, who would you pick to be the guy to conquer the beast? Oh boy, that's tough. Because I like Braun Strowman a lot, and Braun Strowman is very, very, very believable. But I don't know if he's the whole package. If if I if if I was running that show right now, if if that were me, and I know Vince's guy all along was Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns looks like a movie star. He looks great. Roman Reigns can talk when you don't write him ridiculous promos and verbiage. If, if it were me, Roman Reigns would be my guy. But the difference would be I would let him naturally react to the crowd. That's like what I would do because this, this, this crowd is booing him out of the building. And if this were a shoot and Roman Reigns was getting that, you know, that kind of, um, you know, uh, you know, if the crowd were, were, were uh, you know, coming to him that way, he would react a totally different way. But, you know, right. it's again, in Vince's mind, Roman Reigns is a baby face. So these people are going to boo him out of the building. I mean, they were telling him and Cena, you both stink, you both stink. And because he's a baby face, he's going to stand there and say nothing. If yeah. it were me, I'd have Reigns flipping off the crowd. I'd have yeah. Reigns telling the crowd what they could do. That's what I would do. You would have such a red-hot heel, and the people would want to kill him. But the problem is, again, in, in Vince's mind, Roman's a baby face, so he, he, can't, he can't talk like that. He can't be like that with the crowd. And, and Vince, Vince McMahon has single-handedly killed Roman Reigns. It, it's not Roman Reigns' fault. When you look no. at the bloodlines of the guy and, 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 and wrestling being in his blood generation after generation after generation, the guy knows what he's doing. The guy knows how to go out there and get over. But if he's not allowed to, 
then he's going to be in the exact spot that he's in now. That, that, that one night, man, when he won that Royal Rumble a couple of years ago in Philly and they booed him out the building, yeah. he should have turned around right there and flipped off crowd in Philly and he would have been off to the races. I think what helped him, I, I think he had an opportunity to be just an amazing heel. He retired The Undertaker. Got so much heat in Orlando. I was there live in Orlando. He had so much heat. And then he turns around on that Raw after WrestleMania where he couldn't even get a word out. He just stood there, and he was soaking in that heat. And the only thing that he said was, it's my yard now. And the place erupted. And I said, oh, yes, this is it right here. This is amazing. And then they ruined it by him having some type of crappy sit-down interview just to get attacked by Braun Strowman and beat up. I, I it just it bothered me but, but, so you know, much but, but when again, it did that. What, what, what that all goes back to is you know that 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 is all Vince with baby faces and heels. Yeah. The, the difference in the Attitude Era was. You know, every time I wrote for a character, I put myself in the boots of that character. Like, basically, when I wrote the show, I was like, okay, if this happened to Steve Austin, what would Steve Austin do? What would The Rock do? What would The Undertaker do? Because every character would would react differently to the same set of circumstances. So that's what made every character unique and believable. When you've got baby faces and heels and heels, they can only act one of two ways. They're either gonna act like a baby face or they're gonna act like a heel. There's no shades of gray. And that's how Vince has killed Roman Reigns because in Vince's mind Vince wanted him to be the guy. He wanted him to be the baby face, and he hasn't gotten off that gravy train. And in the meantime, he's killed the guy. Uh, does uh, do you see any recuperation uh, with uh, what he's doing now? If Vince just lets him go. See, that, that, that's the thing, you know, again, like, like I said earlier, it, you know, if I'm Vince McMahon and, and I know the bloodlines of Roman Reigns and wrestling is in his blood, I would feel confident that the guy knows what to do. Yeah. Just let him go out there and naturally react. He, he's not a novice. He, he, his family's been doing this his whole entire life. Just freaking take the collar off and take the chains off and let the guy run. But yeah. until Vince does that, it's he, he's just going to be wallowing in the middle, and that's that's just a, a waste for everybody. Yeah, sadly. Vince, it's been yeah. a pleasure. We're going to put a cap on the questions. Uh, thanks so much, man. I appreciate uh, you taking the time here uh, tonight uh, with your busy schedule and uh, answering the, the listeners' questions. Yeah, no problem. I just want to tell people too, if you don't mind, I just want to let everybody know too. I'm on podcast one. Yes, please uh, with plug. Vince Russo's the brand. Yeah, Monday through Friday. Uh, you know, and we have a different show every single day, and it's free on podcast one. And also, social media wise, I, I'm just basically on Twitter all the time, and I, I answer people all the time at the Vince Russo. 
Absolutely. So all the questions I didn't address, uh, go ahead and uh, send them to Vince, and uh, if he has a time in his schedule, he'll uh, he'll answer them. Unless, unless, you know, Absolutely. Barring there, barring there's something you know crazy that uh, is not even worth responding to. Yeah, just be you know, guys. You like just just be respectful. I mean, that's yeah, all. We 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 all, we all need, that, especially with everything going on in the world. We just all need to respect each other, and things would yeah. be a lot better. Even in our disagreements, still respect. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Been a pleasure, Vince. Thanks a lot for your time. All right, man. Take care. You too. Vince Russo. Evan, a great Q&A yeah. session. Thanks so much for the WrestleZone.com. Bunch of questions. I apologize. Uh, there's a lot of questions I didn't address, so we just uh, had to put a cap on it. But uh, let's talk about some uh, some SummerSlam, some Raw, some SmackDown. Uh, yeah, great Q&A from Vince Russo. Yeah, this is a great guy. Like I said, we both heard on having him on our respective shows. And I heard the honor that actually talked to Russo in person. But a lot of things. A lot of people, they just, you know, they, for some reason he gets a lot of heat, and I don't, I don't know why. He's, he does. He's a great guy, very cool guy, very funny. Because he castrates the marks, Bo. That's why he gets a lot of heat. <laughs> Absolutely, man. But yeah, hey, he's he's fine. He's fine in my book, man. He's uh, you know, I think he's him and Cornette. There, him and Cornette, man. There's uh, there's some things that I can say good. There's some things I can say bad. But hey, listen, uh, Vince Russo, um, he had no problem with being on my show. He jumped to it, and he was uh, he was more than willing to do it. So uh, hey, it gets my respect. Um, so kudos to uh, Vince Russo for taking his time out and uh, answering all your questions. Thank you so much, WrestleZone.com, Facebook Live, for all the questions. We still got some SummerSlam. We still got some Raw and SmackDown to talk about. And then the flavor of the week this week is actually going to be called a viewer's choice. So anyone who's listening on live on the podcast or are listening or viewing the podcast right now on Facebook Live, uh, let us know just what topic you'd like to talk about we'll pick one of those topics or what we'll do is uh we'll actually have some call-ins here um here about uh five or so minutes we'll take a few call-ins it is a pg show so please uh, watch the language show it is a pg show uh, i will go ahead and put the number on the um facebook live comments uh, to call, it is 347-884-8452. Respect the show, respect the brand, and uh, call away. All right, until then, um, what are your thoughts on uh, SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown? Uh, SummerSlam is okay. Uh, um, kind of let down by it overall, give it a because of the main event, give it about a B. Uh, the main event I thought was very, uh, very well. It was mainly about Strowman, uh, told a great story. Uh, Jody and Dumont, she didn't have to just put people on, try to help people out. Um, the main event was great. I, I thought the, the Naomi uh, um, Nanny match was very well done. Uh, even though I wanted Naomi to continue to win, I can't understand why she lost. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the tag match was fine. Rylands and Ambrose against the Rollins, Sheamus was uh, 
was a pretty good match. Um, Cena against Corbin was just whatever throwaway. Mm-hmm. Um, Orton and Rusev throwaway. We know Rusev pretty good authority inside news. He's on his way out. Um, so there's not going to be sample of something. Something was decent. The main event definitely delivered. Uh, AJ Owens was, uh, was a good match. Of course, with Shane, we're going to call that like a mini trip. Right? Right match. So I thought yeah. because maybe of the main event and because of the women's match, I give it a big. My mm-hmm. things, two matches. Let's see. Uh, I, I give it a. I give it a. Hmm. I give it a B minus only because of the main events and the New Day uh, Usos match that was in the pre-show. But as far as the actual show, uh, you know what? I think I, I think I'll give it a. Hmm. I think I'll give it a C plus. I think I'll give it a C plus. Uh, Cena and Corbin. Was uh, just blah to me. Just so it wasn't yeah. much hype to that. Natalia Naomi was a solid match, but Naomi's character as a whole is just not. I mean, there's nothing exciting about Natalia. Um, her in ring ability, she's a vet. I respect the heck out of her as far as her tenure is concerned, but just there's nothing worth really in. in, in it's nothing worth just really investing in as far as her being a heel, you know, and it's, it, she doesn't really do many heel things, you know, to, to really have me invest in her as a, as a villain. Um, so that was just bland. I think Naomi's just red hot as far as just her run is concerned. I think she's definitely one of the most popular, most red hot commodities in the WWE bar none. Um, that's one of the, you know, I think Naomi and Braun Strowman are the two people that WWE is doing very right with this year. Um, uh, yeah, I, I suppose you can say Alexa Bliss as well, but certainly Braun Strowman and Naomi, they're doing fantastic with. Um, Orton and Rusev was just a, you know, <laughs> it was just a, a yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a hiccup. Uh, Bow and Wyatt is just, you know, I, I've had this conversation before, and, and, and I, I've had this comparison with the, like when when Balor puts the paint on, there's nothing that really, that, there's nothing that Balor does that's different than when he doesn't have the paint on. So the paint, how yeah. can you put the, how can you put the paint over? If the paint does nothing to change the character, zero, he does nothing different at all. And even when you had like the great Muda, I remember when great Muda was in new Japan, his real name, he was Kijimoto without the paint. And as soon as he put the paint and he started wearing a mask as well, as soon as he started putting the paint and the mask on and became the great Muda, it was a whole different type of feel to him. His moveset was different. Yeah. His cadences were different. It was just a lot of different things going on with the great Muda that really didn't do much with uh, with, with Finn Balor. So that's that's the big thing with that. So uh, let's take a let's take a call right now. It may take another call. But let's just take one call. Let let us know your name, uh, where you're from, and your thoughts real quick. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, hey, hey, it's UIS from uh, Santa Rosa, California. 
Hello, nice to meet you, uh, for uh, from San. You said San. You said San Diego. Santa Rosa is by San Francisco. Santa Rosa, you get one of these. All right, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, did you guys talk about the cast situation, the surgery coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The unfortunate. Yeah, the torn meniscus uh, looks like he'll be out uh, almost a year. I think I think I saw Money in the Bank around Money in the Bank, so. That's, uh, that's wow, that's quite unfortunate. Um, I don't yeah. think the push was going so well anyway, but maybe it's a blessing in disguise, but um, it's kind of a pretty long time, nine months. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man, any, any other thoughts? Did you talk about Ric Flair? Uh, Ric Flair's condition. Uh, what are your thoughts on Ric Flair? My thoughts on him? Yeah, what's your thoughts on Ric Flair? Oh, I mean, it sounds like he's uh, he wants to get out of the hospital and uh, things are getting a little bit better, but we don't know the full details, so it's kind of yeah. hard to say, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for joining the show, man. All right, man. Yeah, All right, and hopefully Kane man. returns after he becomes mayor. Kane returns. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Mayor Kane. <laughs> yeah, he'll, be, uh, he'll really be corporate Kane at that point as well. Uh, so that, that <laughs> please don't bring my corporate cane though. <laughs> all right, uh, once again, PG show. Uh, thanks for all the calls. Uh, we'll take one more. Uh, your name and where you're from. What's your thoughts? Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> What's your name and where you're from? Hello. Uh, yeah. What's well, your name? Where you're from? Thanks for joining the show. Oh, it's Ed from Detroit. Hey, Ed, thanks for uh, joining the show, man. What, what's on your mind? Hey, uh, I just wanted to talk about uh, a little bit of you know, wrestling in the 80s, when it was, mm-hmm. to me, when it was kind of at a payday versus current day, and specifically focusing on, like, Hulk Hogan, who kind of became the face of wrestling, the face of WWE. Yeah. And I know there's some big... You know, there's been some big names, you know, from uh, John Cena, you know, the Stone Cold Steve Austin through the years. But uh, when I, I look at wrestling in the 80s, it wasn't so much of all this, the stuff that's going on with the, how should I say, the drama and these, these storylines. You kind of got sucked into the character. And oh, yeah. do you think that it's possible that maybe some of the wrestling that's on, you know, SmackDown and Raw, what Vince McMahon's doing now, if he were to kind of change to like how the eighties was, as far as like getting a little more focused on the characters of the wrestling that that could maybe bring more of a fan base in, or you just see some of the other factors like the UFC and whatnot, that's kind of taken fans away from the sport. But it, I don't know. To me, it was seen more like the characters of wrestling you really got into in the eighties, you know, uh, specifically like your Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, good thoughts, man. Um, I appreciate the question. Uh, yeah, I think you you have competition now. You know, with UFC. Speaking of UFC, I just wrote a piece uh, not sure. too long, about twenty minutes before I got on the show here, about uh, John Jones suspended. He maybe maybe out for yeah, another yeah. another policy violation. He may be out for almost four, you know, up to four years now. So you can you can toss uh, Jones and Lesnar UFC to the side. But Jones has shown that he has some WWE interests. So uh, maybe we might get we might get that, but 
as far as your question is concerned, uh, I don't even think that the WWE is really they don't really care as much as far as characters are concerned uh, mm-hmm. because I think the biggest thing is that they're looking to get that's why they keep having all of these shows because that's that brings in numbers as far as their network is concerned so that's how they're plugging you know their business their network revenue they'll inflate the numbers to to make you know to the quarterly meetings to make the stockholders you know look like who don't watch wrestling, you know, take them for their word, you know what I mean, just to have a bunch of them drop off, you know, within weeks. So I don't think it's really necessarily the emphasis in the WWE to really build characters and create riveting storylines. I think it's just a numbers game nowadays, which is unfortunate for, for fans like us. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when I grew up as a kid in the 80s, you know, I you, you kind of got – you relate to the Andre the Giant and the Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper and uh, you know now granted there you know there wasn't the internet and you know I understand about you know the, uh, the diva the, the divas are a big thing now you know and every you know all all single adult males most I should say ninety percent of them you know in their twenties and thirties love looking at some TNA while they're watching SmackDown and Raw but I just feel that we should be looked looked a little bit upon what worked in the eighties. Maybe they could get a little bit at to try to make a better brand, you know, for the uh mm-hmm. wrestling nowadays. Uh, yeah. what what's going on or I should say current day. Yeah. Awesome man, thanks for uh, thanks for your thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Thank you man. Having your thoughts on that? Yeah, um <clears throat> I mean, I, I mean, I agree from this. Uh, the rest of the '80s, you know, people like you mentioned even before the Russo. It's uh, we don't want to keep sounding like old topics, but stuff was back in the day. It's just the times change the way the business is. That's all. You know, it's, like you said, the '80s was more focused on character, and 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 people could talk, talk. People could talk into all in a way. It, he was drawn on the character. That's what drew him. And, and the wrestling and ring mattered, but it was mainly the character. Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's a flip, like you so said, where it's all wrestling. You know, I mean, it's, it's all athleticism in the ring. But you don't yeah. have a character, and if you don't have a character and don't have charisma, that's not going to hold you. It would be a bunch of random people wrestling in the ring. The moves, of course, matters, but you got to have a character that needs to glue stick. So oh, yeah. I agree for everything the caller said. You know, thanks, Carlos, for calling in, and what you said, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man, I, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to old school wrestling. You know, I, I'm. I still think you know that's, that that maybe one thing that Russo and I have a slight difference with is that uh, I still am a huge, or or as Vince Russo would say, a huge fan of faces versus heels. Man, I uh, I think it's still important. I, I think that's one of the reasons why the the the, the, the now the, the today's crowd um, has has faltered so much because it's not you know people don't want to just come to a wrestling show to just see like Greco Roman uh, as as Jim Ross would say catches catch can you know wrestling um, we're not we're not there to see just a wrestling exhibition you know we can watch like a freestyle you know Olympic you know, mat wrestling, if we want to do that. 
what makes pro what makes pro wrestling so different, you know, than other things is because we know that it's fake. You know, we know that it's you know, of course, people get hurt as we unfortunately saw with Cass. You know, um, there's there's many elements of realness to it as far as the physicality is concerned, but it's the characters are not real. <laughs> you know, the, the 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 outcomes are predetermined. But why do we watch it still? We watch it because it. I always say it's a comic book come to life. It suspends reality, yeah. uh, and it's yeah. supposed to create that illusion. That's why. You know, uh, the the one short word for all that is called kayfabe. If kayfabe is dead in professional wrestling, professional wrestling dies with it, period, point blank, because kayfabe is what professional wrestling needs to stay alive. Otherwise, we'd be delusional. We'd believe in a, you know, <laughs> we'd believe that a fake sport is real, which would make us delusional because it's not true. So, uh, I think, you know, with, with the traditional wrestling, there were so many characters that were involved. We were we were being glued to characters. And I think that's one of the biggest yeah. things that um, really, you know, made people like you and I stay, you know, wrestling fans for decades is because we saw so much. And I've, I've told somebody this before. Uh, I actually threw a SummerSlam party uh, on Sunday. And... Uh, and, and yeah, and there was a bunch of people that came that I didn't know uh, that I got to know um, that, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I had someone next to me uh, that didn't know who I was and found out that I was uh, Chris Featherstone of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. And he kind of marked out, I, I'm, you know, I'm, the, I'm one of those guys that people come up to me and say that I'm like, man, I'm not I'm not anybody special, but it's just it was interesting. It, it was cool, but it was it, it was just weird to see someone mark out over me. I'm like, me, what? Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but it's you know, uh, he, he he addressed me and you know he was talking about, um, you know he he started watching wrestling a few years ago, um, and. Uh, he said that he went back and did like research and started like he started he went backwards so he started watching wrestling a few few years ago and went backwards to the attitude era and i said man listen i'm glad that you did that because if if i would have start watching wrestling right now i would have stopped <laughs> you know the, the period yeah. Yeah, right now true. Right now is not a good time to start watching professional wrestling. Uh, a lot of a lot of the people who uh, a lot of a lot of people who watch professional wrestling um, have watched professional wrestling for quite some time, <laughs> you know, and that's that's the biggest thing with professional wrestling. And I think that you can't lose that, man. You can't. You have you you're, you bring in a breed of new professional wrestlers based on. You know, it's one of those things, things, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? And it's like, eh, I don't, I don't know. And it's sad to, it's sad to really, to, to really live out, you know, the professional wrestling days nowadays, because it's just not the same as it used to be. And I thank God that I get paid for uh, writing and thinking about wrestling uh, now, but I'm a lifer just because I'm, I'm a traditionalist, but. It'll be tough anyway. to start right now. But you got to think, what would, it, what would the four kids of today say in like 15, 20 years from now when they're like right. 28, 30, 
is old. Back in my mm-hmm. day, they're not going to have stories. If you can say in the 80s, this was like this, and the 90s was great. Even the early millennium, the the, the, um, the, the aggression, which was the aggression era. Yeah. What are kids going to say 25 years from now? Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to say now? I mean, we're in a reference that everything goes in cycles. And then we, we know how tough 94, 95 was, and mm-hmm. 93. We know about those three dreadful years. You know, the, 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 mid, the late 80s were great. You know, the horsemen and Hogan and everything, the rise of Sting and the tag teams, the Road Warriors and the Hearts and everything was just wonderful. Yep. The AWA and WCCW, the early 90s was Still Hogan and, and Brett and, and you know Vader and you know the season of Japan, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five was just tough. But then yeah. once the Monday Night Wars start hitting, then W.O. and Austin and Rock and Black and White Sting and Goldberg and DX. From that point on, from I would even say ninety six to about two thousand four, two thousand five ish, it was a great time. Even after yeah. money in that war. Yeah. But we yeah. can look back and see so he used to do this now, that. What are kids gonna say? Now, now you get ooh, all those uh series of matches between Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. <laughs> it's like um Bro, that was a legendary. Bro, I had, <laughs> yeah. I had bro, I had that written down right here to mention how many times. <laughs> He just saw him yeah. live against Ambrose for like 48 times. Oh, now it's like every week it's AJ and Kevin Owens. Yeah. It's like, oh, we in 98? Yeah. Come on. Sad. On a good note, though, SmackDown was actually pretty good. Um, it was cool to see something busy me back. He looks jacked. Uh, I like him, and I like the... I like the pairing of him and Chad Gable. I think that's a good place to put uh, Shelton Benjamin. And I think that actually gives an opportunity to perhaps win a tag team championship uh, because if they would have just put him as a mid-carder, um, you know, uh, just a small. mid-card, no one. He's you know, well, here's the thing. If they would have just put him as just some type of mid-carder, that wouldn't have done anything. He would just kind of fell and, you know, kind of, I don't think he would have been as bad as Kurt Hawkins, but he definitely wouldn't have been someone just, hey, you know, really relevant. So You, you, you got to say his name like Ric Flair. Shelston Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Styles and Owens was good, but I'm so tired of seeing it. Um, it yeah. seems like they're setting up Shane McMahon um, and, and, and Owens, which, would be, you know, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that match. It seems like they're doing Corbin and AJ, too. I'm, I'm okay with that, too. Uh, and Usos um, and Shinsuke Nakamura, like I said before, like I was talking to Vince Russo. They show him way too many times. I just, oh, they're taking so much mystique away from him. Um, and uh, and here's the thing uh, with with Raw, real quick. Cena and uh, and, and uh, Reigns. It seems like they're doing that yes, probably please. soon, or maybe Survivor Series. But it seems like uh, based on what I heard, they're they're doing um, Reigns and. Uh, Cena Reigns and Lesnar again uh, for uh, for Mania, so that's cool. And it was, you know, and last last but not least, as far as SmackDown is concerned, um, it became glorious, and I was happy to see that. Bobby Roode as a babyface, I was cool with that as well. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, real quick, um, play of the week was a viewer's choice, and uh, and um, got some people talking about as far as uh, our thoughts on Ric Flair. So we'll talk about Ric Flair for uh, literally like ninety seconds. Uh, real quick, having your thoughts on uh, on Ric Flair's health and uh, what uh, how he can figure for his way out of this uh, surgery and, and uh, hospital. The the dirtiest little man. Beach, Space Mountain is still alive. Space Mountain is just temporarily closed down. It's not permanently closed. So we're glad that uh, Flair is fine and I know he has a long road to recovery. Uh, Absolutely. Flair uh, Nature is okay. Woo! Space Mountain. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy that, um, you know, he surgery went well. And uh, you know it's, it's great. To, it's great to see that uh, he is doing much more, much more better now. Much better now. And you know, my, my prayers are with him. Uh, you know, I, I'm praying for the guy, man. Hope he kicks out, and I hope he learns. You know, I hope he. I hope this is a lesson learned. Whatever he's doing, whatever he did to got get him to this point. Um, I really hope that. Uh, he learns from it and just uh, straighten himself up, man. You know, he's only got some few precious years left, uh, you know, prayerfully. And uh, he needs to make the best out of it. So, my thoughts and prayers goes with uh, Rick Flair, the nature boy. And ladies and gentlemen, nature that boy. is a wrap. Uh, this is uh, 282 episodes. Fantastic episode. Uh, episode. It's the show with Vince Russo. Thank you, WrestleZone.com, Facebook Live. God bless you all. Have a good night. And bye-bye. Chris Featherstone, Evan Prout, signing off. God bless. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.